Welcome to the First Time Moms Beyond 35 podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Prosper. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Sarah Howie, a mother in Australia who blogs about her journey and also shares her ideas at the 40yearhustle.com blog. Today, we are diving into her hustle and how life is going for her. Listen in. Here. Sarah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. Um, how are you doing? Really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Isabel. You're welcome. I want you to start by giving us a snapshot of, um, you know, who you are, what you what your life was like leading up to motherhood um, and where you are in the world. I'm in Sydney, Australia, um, yeah. and um, I live on Sydney's northern beaches. So I live just close to the beach, which is amazing. Um, but yes, going back on life pre-child, um, I spent most of my 20s traveling straight after university. I just had a dream to travel as much of the world as possible on as small a budget as possible. Um, and then from there, I was turning 30 and I realized I'd never had a full-time job. So I decided I really had to get really strict on myself to get a career and I chose to be an actress which is not the easiest career to mm-hmm. pursue so after a couple of years of drama school and working all hours and studying all hours in my acting I realized that it probably wasn't going to pay off so I changed tack and went into radio which also isn't an easy nut to crack so I yeah. had to travel interstate and had to take jobs regional um, to get sort of a career in three years, which would probably usually take about 10. Mm-hmm. So, so I so competitive. Yes, yeah, so competitive. Yeah. Um, dare I say the word bitchy um, and nasty at times as well. Mm-hmm. In, um, and I just try to do as much as possible in a short period of time and um kind of burnt myself out in the process you know trying to work hard play hard condense it all in and then um I found myself at 38 going oh how did I get here (laughs) and I haven't even touched the surface of life you know Mm -hmm. so I had to work out how could I then from there get a bigger career and have a baby and meet someone and have a child (laughs) yes how is this possible? Right, right. Wow. Um, but you were having fun all all up to that point and having great experiences. Great experiences. Yes. I knew life was short and you needed to fit as much mm-hmm. in. I also, um, on a more serious side, had um, a long-term relationship um, that didn't work out. Um, oh, with all that travel and interstate movement, it was very mm-hmm. hard to keep the relationship going mm-hmm. and we tried many times, but at 35, I found myself interstate, um, single, and I was like, oh, what happens from here? How, how do mm-hmm. I, how does a 35-year-old go on to have a child if she's got no partner? Right. Um, so, yeah, there, it wasn't all fun and games, unfortunately. There was mm-hmm. a serious pride, but um, I think I wasn't prepared for those consequences when I was living that life, I just thought there was an endless stream of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's completely normal because, I mean, while you're living these experiences and you've got goals that you want to achieve, and I think as you're as long as you're feeling youthful, I know that's how it was for me, feeling youthful, <laughs> it wasn't the top, it wasn't top of mind that this is something I need to achieve being a mother um, or a spouse like ASAP, you know, like right away. Um, so your your journey also does consist of going through some health challenges is that correct yeah that's correct um so I mean it's a bit of a long story I'll try and keep it short but um basically what happened was I'd had pain on and off for years Mm -hmm. and I just down to ovulation pain but it turned out I had um severe adhesions on all my organs basically um um including my ovaries Mm -hmm. and um, I went in for uh, some a laparoscopy and they didn't really know what they were looking for, but they found all these adhesions which had blocked my um, fallopian tubes and um, they cleared them, but they said, look, your left one is pretty badly damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, we suggest you try and start having children soon. And I had only just met my new partner, my partner now, mm-hmm. and he is five and a half years younger than me, and he certainly was not thinking children. Right. And he going, oh, I've just been told I need to start having kids. And that put him in a spin, and he was like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So fast forward a couple of years, we finally got to, got it. you know, yep, this is what we want to do. And then we started on the health journey um, mm-hmm. and had an ectopic pregnancy because that left um, fallopian tube blocked up again. And then um, now, I was, just slow down. Oh, so you you had ectopic pregnancy. So you did get pregnant, and the the was the baby in your left tube or the right tube or where was the baby? That's correct. It was in the left tube. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it was ten weeks before I realized that that's what I was that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that required a an emergency laparoscopy where they had to remove the whole tube. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, ectopic pregnancies don't survive. Um, and I wasn't planning at that point. We weren't planning to have a baby. That was accidental. But um, it then spiralled the health concerns from there. Mm-hmm. So I got adrenal fatigue. Um, again, I didn't really understand what was going on. I just knew I didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I guess the lesson for me now is understanding when the body is sending you red flag signals. Mm-hmm. Um, I was too busy to pick up on those signals. I was too busy to work through what was going on and get it sorted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I um, anyway got an adrenal fatigue um, and a naturopath, but she was also a fertility specialist. Good, good, good. Yes, and she was like, okay, we just need to get you healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Your hormones are all out. You, you're, you're just a mess. So that took probably six months of just getting me back to health. Mm-hmm. And then there we did a fertility, uh, what's called a fertility diet, where I had to diarise everything I ate, restrict everything I ate. I gave up alcohol, um, mm-hmm. took a ton of supplements, um, and that was just to get me back to sort of like a, a, a nice level. Right. And then we had to build on that because as um, I've got Crohn's disease, which is autoimmune disease, 
And then obviously I had one, um, one fallopian tube. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of things to overcome. And then it turned out I also had um, mild endometriosis. So this is because of years of me not looking after myself. It all caught up with mm-hmm. me. Were there any indications that you had endometriosis like 10 years before? No. Well, I mean, as I said, I had had the pain, but I just mm-hmm. figured that was, um, you know, Normal. something else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I saw um, an IVF doctor and she was like, do you realise on your scans here from your laparoscopy that you actually have endometriosis? Mm-hmm. Like, great, add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> you were strong. You got through. I did. It was it was probably about a year and a half in total um, of you know completely turning my life upside down. Um, mm-hmm. Is being dairy free, gluten free, sugar free, alcohol free. Um, oh, that is so out. hard. <laughs> Especially really if you, you've lived a life having all of this, and then that's right. How did you like kind of wean off of everything? Well, cold turkey, which yeah. is not easy. Okay, that's hard, yeah. Not easy. Um, but there's no other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the thing is the goal was so much bigger than, um, you know, for me, I had wanted a baby since I was 30, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just never been in my grasp before. But the, because I was 42 by this stage, I was kind of desperate. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a time ticking on my head um every year it took to you know do more work the mm-hmm. more I felt desperate and so I just was willing to do all of that to make it happen mm-hmm. that that commitment is it's really hard like that's all I can say um even when you badly want something it's and I can speak from from my own experience it's I, I'm having trouble in eliminating sugar out of my life yeah, it's hard. So, good for <laughs> you. that's all I can say like really kudos kudos thank you yes you're welcome and congratulations because you deli- you had your baby I did so um after two IVF um cycles um I then fell pregnant naturally probably about three months after my second cycle mm-hmm. um, I mean even though we were trying that whole time it still was a complete surprise um it he um because I'd had multiple miscarriages and chemical mm-hmm. pregnancies prior mm-hmm. so there was just always this belief that I could fall pregnant but that I couldn't keep the baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it was a bit of a mix of all the hard work um, I had also started doing Vedic meditation, um, mm-hmm. which really calms the whole body down, slows you down, mm-hmm. um, doing kinesiology. But um, I think, you know, he he was just wanted to hang around. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, was, he was the one that wanted to be in our lives and, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yes. I, I, there's just. <laughs> That's a great way of, of looking at it. Um I got to ask, so did, when did you start the meditation? Was it before you got pregnant or you started meditating after? And I'm talking about this pregnancy with your your, your, your son yeah. when you gave birth to you, yes. 
Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was probably six weeks prior I started. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, uh, I don't know if you know much about Vedic meditation, but it's twice a day you do 20 minutes and it's um, also called transcendental meditation. So it's, you really feel like you are, you know, hallucinating almost. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, um, I just felt my body changing, you know, I could feel the difference and I have absolute belief that that was the final piece of the puzzle yes oh that's amazing I have an episode um with a woman whose background is doing this sort of this she actually calls it spiritual healing and and calling in your baby before they're born and it's all done through meditation Wow. Yes. Look, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that um, when you're going through something like this, you have to try as many different things and be as open as possible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to different ways to, because uh, unless you're spiritual already and really feel earthed and, you know, believe in something, it's a really hard journey. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, you've got to put your faith and your trust in something or someone. Right. Or, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Let me ask you, um, so you that's pretty much telling me how you, you think you beat the odds was through through meditation and that's what helped you get to achieving a successful pregnancy. Is there anything else that you would attest to that? I guess of course the the changing the diet as well, right? That's it. Um, yeah. You know, it's changing the diet. It's changing, uh, like taking a number of supplements. There's some books mm -hmm. out there. Um, it starts with an egg, which I do recommend. Mm -hmm. I never read it personally, but um, I also think getting uh, a fertility expert, somebody, mm -hmm. naturopath, somebody who you can put, um, you know, you can go to for for advice because it's a very lonely journey, and you need mm -hmm. to have experts pushing you. She believed in me and she said to me, I don't think you need IVF. Yet I went on this IVF journey and came circled back to her. Isn't and that amazing? Like, yes. She was like, I knew you'd come back, you know, <laughs> like I knew that this was your journey, but, you know, uh -huh. you've got to take it your way. But I guess the thing I've always been on about is that IVF isn't the only way and mm -hmm. that a lot of people over 40 are told that that's the way mm -hmm. to go. Um, it might take longer, but... Um, it's, you know, I think it's putting in the hard work and then letting go. Yes. Yes. So you're here today now and you are a full-fledged mother. Uh, <laughs> what's it like today? What's what it like to be a mother? Yes, today at this age, is it what you expected? Um, what is that? Just tell us anything, whatever you want to share. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, my son's five now and I'm finding five um, a real, I found the jump from four to five is incredibly eye-opening. Okay. Uh, at a stage where they are totally adamant on what they want to do, <laughs> which isn't <laughs> what, you, what you want them to do. <laughs> um, I found the first couple of years I was just so, I loved the nurturing, I loved just, you know, the spilling of love over to your child and, like, you know, just leading them gently through life. But then all of a sudden at five it's this opposite. like, you know, they're challenging you, they're pushing you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> gosh, it's never-ending, you know. Motherhood yeah. is, you're just constantly learning, which I think is great. And I also think at this age, being a parent, it's great because I've got the time to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I 
a lot of younger people, like I told you about my 30s, they were manic. Imagine me to raise a child amongst them. wouldn't have been able to time or the space or, you know, um, to be able to read up on things or, you Mm -hmm. know, have that nurturing that I know that I could always do but maybe I wasn't in the right space to give that to someone at that age. So in hindsight, it does make sense that I'm an older mum. It's certainly Mm -hmm. not what I planned. Mm -hmm. But that's life, right? (laughs) Right, right, exactly, yeah. The journey is as it should be for you. Like everyone's journey is very specific and, you know, there's we can't really see what's ahead of us uh, to, to make changes today, but we can... We do our best and, and trust. we trust the journey that we're on. Definitely, you are super inspirational because going through all of these challenges and still, you know, going forward, right? Like you, I can say, are a testimony of faith and you're a testimony of trusting, right? Just t- trusting that this can be and, and going for it. And in that process... Did you ever have moments where you felt like, um, where you felt alone and, and and maybe lost? And then if you did, what you did to overcome that? Yeah, I absolutely did. And um, it's nice that you've picked up on that because it is, a, I just felt so alone. Um, I had friends around me who were very supportive, but at the end of the day, it's you and your body and this constant battle of whether you'll overcome the hurdles but at the same time there's just it's your body and you've got no control over it it's like your body's letting you down and um it was really lonely and I think that's half the reason why I now try and talk about it as much as I can to anyone who'll listen really because I need people to know that I understand how lonely it can be and how isolating it can be. And I would say it's, um, you know, along with some of the big things in life, like, you know, losing a parent or, Mm -hmm. you know, losing a child or what have you, I think infertility and going through this is one of those big life challenges that really affects the rest of your life. I still, I have a child, I have a five-year-old who is the best child in the world, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't do all those years of heartache I went through, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Of course it does, yes. Of course. Let me ask you this. Right now, at the stage that you're at, do you have any peers? So, I mean, for me, I meet a lot of mom friends. I have mom friends that I spend time with, but many of them, I would say actually um, 95% of them are younger than me, but that's just what it is, right? Um, do you have peers that are in your same age group? that you you get a chance to like be with and spend time with and you have kids that are the same age well i i do um i think it's lucky because i live in a city and i think um i don't know about other cities in the world but sydney um is very much there's a trend of the older mother happening Awesome. Um, also women who i've worked with who you know in the same sort of thing which is that they try to um do the career in their 30s Mm -hmm. and and I also find that um I tend to hang out with younger people anyway so like Mm -hmm. anyone five to ten years younger I see as my own age yeah yeah (laughs) that's me too I don't feel like I'm what I am you know (laughs) 
I think when you pass 30 years old, like age doesn't really matter anymore. It's about like, it, can you connect with the person, right? That's it. We're all adults, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, some like I was talking to a friend the other day and her she's 38 and her best friend is 50. So mm-hmm. um, you get different things from different yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. And I absolutely. think that's important. I don't have one best friend to rely on. I get different things from different people. And mm-hmm. um, at my son's preschool, I have found out and um, that some of them have had IVF struggles too and, um, you know, some of them have had all four children from the one IVF transfer but over 12 years because in that 12 years they've had problems. And, like, I would never have met these people on the street but um, right. even when you've got five minutes over a coffee, what people right. will tell you. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I love it. Been a pleasure talking to you so much, Sarah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to this story? Um, I think um, maybe one thing is just that um, I have put all this on pen to paper. I have a website called The 40 Year Hustle, which I wrote about my experiences, but also to help other people mm-hmm. who might be going through this um, to have a resource to go through. I also talk um, about the IVF process and my diet, but also I touch on um, miscarriage, which I know is something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Um, so that's, it, I guess, a resource if people want to yes. find out more about my story. Absolutely. That was so good. I hope this is encouragement for someone today. If this touched you in any way, please pass it on to inspire another mom on the 40-year hustle. To connect with Sarah, you can find her on Instagram at the underscore, the number 40 year underscore hustle. And the website is the 40 year You can also find this podcast at first time moms beyond 35 on Instagram. Again, thank you so much for being here. You can check out the details in the liner notes. First time moms beyond 35. We got this. <laughs>